Chapter 32. Lily. We stream out of the gym under the watchful glare of Principal Klein. I slink down so he doesn't notice me. I really don't want to be noticed right now. George walks ahead of me, but I can't get his words out of my head because I know he is right, just like I've known every moment of every day that he's not organizing crime or anything. He's not against me. He's my best friend. Our entire grade walks down the hall without saying much of anything. I think we all feel bad about wearing pajamas today. While I walk, Seth bumps me on the shoulder. Sorry, mutters the team blue bully, but he's not sorry. That was definitely an on-purpose bump. I guess not everyone feels as bad about things as others. But Team Blue shouldn't hate me. I didn't force them to wear their PJs. They could have worn whatever they wanted and let us win the contest. They all chose to be just as guilty as me. I approach my locker. I can't believe we get detention and community service and no special prize, moans Grace, her teeth bared like a wolf. It's the worst, agrees Sarah as she removes books from her locker. The inside of her door is still tinged with slime stain from the other day, as is mine. I heard the winner was going on a cruise to the Bahamas. And it's all Team Blue's fault, barks Finn. We're going to make them sorry, adds Pete. Both Finn and Pete wear dark blue flannel pajamas with our school name across the front. Liberty Falls Elementary. We sure are, agrees Sarah. Anger oozes from all of them, but I no longer share their hatred. I just feel bad for playing any part in this mischief. If I could rewind the week, I would. Too bad life doesn't come with a remote control. Guys, relax, I say. I keep my voice down. I'm not saying Team Blue isn't guilty, but so are we, okay? We got pudding in half the balloons, you know. We put pudding in half the balloons, you know. That was different, says Sarah. How, I ask. That was revenge because they filled our lockers with slime, says Grace. Which was revenge for Lily deliberately ruining George's twin outfit, adds Aisha. That was an accident, I insist. Right, I know, says Aisha, but Sarah and Grace just laugh because they don't believe me at all. Look, it doesn't matter, I say, and I'm thinking of George the entire time I talk. We've all made mistakes. We might as well own up to them. And maybe if we do, my voice trails off as an idea slowly forms in my head. George and I talked about making things right. Maybe there's a way. The idea is a bit murky, but something about it feels like it could work. Maybe if we do what? asks Finn. The idea grows and it forms into a solid block of promise, kind of like when clay hardens in the oven. It's not a great idea, but it's not a terrible one either. It starts by taking responsibility for everything we did. It starts with an apology to Principal Klein. I I my teammates. And maybe even an apology to Team Blue. Never, yells Sarah, spit flying from her mouth. I don't apologize, says Grace. Apologies are for losers. And so is losing, adds Sarah. Hear me out, I say. Grace and Sarah seethe, but they wait for me to finish. Principal Klein is angry because he says we're bad sports. Team Blue started it, insists, insists Grace. Look, I continue, and I'm nodding my head as I talk because this, this idea of mine feels more right the more I think it. It doesn't matter who started what. If we apologize, maybe, just maybe, Principal Klein will change his mind about canceling the week. It's a long shot, sure, but if we show him we can play fair, maybe we can convince him that the best way to learn how to be good sports is to be good sports. And then we can destroy Team Blue, asked Grace, her eyes menacing slits. Well, first things first, I say. Sarah shakes her head. Apologizing won't change anything. I have to agree, says Aisha. An apology sounds nice and all, but Principal Klein was pretty mad. I don't think an apology is enough for him to change his mind. You're right, I say, nodding my head. That's just the first part. But I know something that might help. A secret something. We're going to need Team Blue's help with this. But if we work together, just maybe. Work with Team Blue? Are you nuts, says Grace. I've been looking forward to field day for years, and it was supposed to be tomorrow, I say. Maybe it still can be. 
I don't know. I'm just saying that it's worth trying. But we need everyone's help if we want to win that prize. Do you think the prize could be horseback riding lessons? Asked Finn. You never know, says Grace. Finn grins broadly. We huddle together as I share my plan. I can tell from the vigorous nods of their heads that they agree it's worth trying, although Sarah grumbles the entire time. But we have to try something. Chapter 33, George. The entire day is a haze. Our parents were called and we all served attention again. This time we were told to write a one-page report on why it's important to listen to your teachers and follow rules in school. I wrote a five-page report because I couldn't get all I had to say on only one page. I wrote about how keeping silent is just as wrong as doing bad things. I wrote about how it's not easy to stand up for what you believe in, but if no one ever stood up for things, then good things might never happen. I wrote about how pens should be kept in pen holders on desks. The last part didn't make much sense, but I kept thinking of Principal Klein's desk, and it just sort of flowed into the essay. I also wrote about the importance of hand sanitizer. As soon as I leave detention, I look for Lily. I'm determined to walk home with her today. I want to forget this week ever happened. Part of me is happy we're not finishing Spirit Week. I hated being team captain. But I don't have to look for Lily because she finds me. George, good. We need to talk. We can talk while we walk home, I say smiling. Lily doesn't return my grin. She speaks with urgency. Look, I think we can still finish Spirit Week. I shake my head. It's over, Lily. I'm sorry. I think we can save it. Well, maybe we can save it. You're crazy. You heard Principal Klein, I argue. You're just going to get us in more trouble. She takes hold of my arm, and I shake it loose from her grip. She's obviously lost her own grip on reality. Just hear me out. I need your help. I didn't need... You didn't need my help to make a mess of everything. I immediately wish I hadn't said that, and I bite my lip. I thought I had sort of forgiven Lily, but maybe not entirely. Lily frowns. Sorry, I didn't mean that. That's okay. Maybe I deserve it. She looks me in the eye, and I know all is forgiven. But it's in the past. You can organize things better than me. You're better at making lists and stuff. I know. So? So we need to act quickly. If we want field day tomorrow, we can't mess around. We're going to need a lot of people to help, and both teams will need to work together. Lily tells me her plan, and when she's done, I have to admit, it's not the worst plan ever. It's a bit scattered and messy, sort of like Lily, but with some proper planning and organization, it could come together. I mean, it probably won't work, but maybe it's worth attempting. It would mean I'm still our team captain, at least for tonight and maybe tomorrow, but I guess I can handle it for one more day. Okay, I'm in, I say, and Lily beams. I haven't seen her smile in days, not a big broad smile like this one, and it warms me. I text my mom that I'm going to Lily's, but instead of leaving, we get too excited and Lily and I just plop down on the sidewalk in front of the school. I grab my notebook and we get to work. I have a lot of note-taking to do. We'll need to get most of the grade involved, but if we all work together, who knows? Even if it doesn't work, it just feels right to be on the same team as Lily. Lily smiles and bounces next to me as we make plans, and it seems like everything that has come between us just sort of fades away. I only wish we had been on the same team all week. Chapter 34, Lily. George and I stand in front of Mrs. Frank's desk on Friday morning. I fold my hands behind my back and smile. School hasn't started yet, and the school secretary has a giant mug of coffee steaming in front of her. He's a busy man, she says to us. We just need to show him something, I say, making my smile more of a friendly grin, since it's always a good idea to smile at people if you want them to do things for you. Please, adds George. Grown-ups love it when you say please. You can get them to do just about anything with that word, especially when you throw in the smile. Mrs. Frank sighs, puts down her coffee, and stands up. She turns the knob to Principal Klein's office door and then disappears inside without even knocking. That's sort of rude, but I guess when you're the school secretary, you don't have to knock. Do you really think this will work? George asks. 
I have no idea. The door opens and Mrs. Frank steps out. Principal Klein walks out with her, still looking angry from the day before. He folds his arm in front of him. Hello, George and Lily, he says, his voice clipped. What can I help you with? I wanted to show you something, I say, my smile plastered on my face. In the gym, says George. School starts soon, says Principal Klein. His arms still folded, his voice still short and growling a bit. Shouldn't you be getting to class? Please, it will only take a few minutes, George says. He smiles. I smile. Principal Klein scrunches his brows. He looks back into his office. A half-eaten bagel sits on his desk. It's important, I add. Principal Klein blows out a heavy sigh. What is it? We have to show you, I say. Principal Klein sighs again, and this sigh is louder than the first one. Please, I ask, using the magic word. Tell my morning appointment I might be a few minutes late, our principal says to Mrs. Frank. That's been canceled. I forgot to update you, sir, said Mrs. Frank. Our principal frowns and then follows us out of the office. Kids are rushing down the halls to get to their lockers or to class, but as soon as anyone sees Principal Klein, he or she slows down. It's pretty funny, actually. Four third graders skid to a halt and start walking in slow motion. A large gang of second graders who are sprinting immediately freeze as if turned to ice. Principal Klein frowns at each and every one of them. But we don't pass any fifth graders. They are waiting in the gym. As we walk with Principal Klein right behind us, I can't believe we did it. George and I share a smile. If they had assigned teams like they were supposed to assign them, with George's class and my class together, maybe none of these problems would have happened. So in a way, this entire week is our principal's fault. But I'm not about to tell him that. We're almost there, George says to Principal Klein. Humph, he replies with a frown. As we near the gym, a loud buzz fills the hallway from the kids inside. How many people are in there? asks Principal Klein. The entire fifth grade, I think, I answer. I push open the doors. The lights are off, so we step inside a darkened gym.